This is going to be an exciting episode. If you want to be motivated, be ready for this one. All right, I'm here with Jack Mason from Longevity Penguin. Tell me more about your transformation, because obviously this is what your page is all about. I can tell when I see a guy who was one person before something happened to him, and now he's become yeah. a different beast. Like I was really skinny for most of my life. I just wanted to be more confident. Last fall, so I was in second year, I started doing push-ups in, in like the backfield campus. Like you got the they, soldier's tower in the background. Yeah, the soldier's tower. And I started getting like millions of views from that. My following just, just blew up because people seemed to be enjoying it and telling me how much it motivated them. And all I wanted to do was inspire someone else who maybe didn't know what to do or wasn't feeling motivated to basically get off the couch and go to the gym or just try to better themselves like in any way. I'm trying to develop this mental toughness. It doesn't matter what the problem you're facing or the circumstances you're in, like I'll figure it out and I'll just keep going because you can't lose if you don't quit. If something bad happens to you and you want to prove someone wrong, it's way easier to work out extra hard if you're thinking about that to show those people who doubted you like you you messed up basically. One of the reasons I started or, or keep going is because I don't feel like I'm enough the way I am, right? I want to become a different person and a better person. Like I can't be around lazy people at all. I try to find people who, who bring something to to you and who tell stories that you wouldn't otherwise hear. I think that when you're on your deathbed, if you lived a life where you thought every time I made the brave decision, you're going to be satisfied. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the VOV podcast, Voices of Vic. Today I am here. This is going to be an exciting episode. If you want to be motivated, be ready for this one. All right. I'm here with Jack Mason from Longevity Penguin. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm thank looking for, forward to it. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. This guy came in like Santa Claus bringing <laughs> gifts. Longevity Penguin Shaker Bottle. I have a, a purple Popeyes, but this definitely looks a little manlier. So I'm going to I'm gonna rock this from now on. Yeah, it's good. It's, it has a little like metal thing inside where it helps break up protein powder. So if you want to do that, it just breaks it up nice and uh, it doesn't get clumpy or anything like that. So yeah, it's, it's critical. Yeah, that's you. There you go. And for in terms of supplements, I'm just protein. I don't I don't know much about the other stuff. Do you take other stuff? Yeah, so I do I do protein and creatine mostly. Yeah. Um, and and pre workout as well before workout. So you don't you don't take pre workout at all? No. Okay, yeah, like pre workout just helps with giving you energy before you work out. It's not necessary, obviously, but uh, Sometimes, especially on days when you feel tired and if you're working out in like the morning, uh, just helps to give you like an extra boost and it helps you sweat more. And, you know, some, some people feel like they're doing more if they're sweating more and then they just have a better workout. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then I also take creatine, which basically helps build muscle over time. Um, it also helps with brain health as well. Like creatine is, is naturally occurring in the human body, but so this is just to supplement it if you don't get enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the main, the main supplements I take. There's a lot of criticism when it comes to like uh, people th that are anti-supplement say that they're shortcuts, basically. So <laughs> okay. for me, for me, because I do protein, I can't say like I'm anti-supplement. Obviously, I don't do everything, but I still do protein. What do you say to those people? Like, I don't think David Goggins is going to be out here promoting all these supplements. This guy's all about, you know, get it done in your head. I'm not sure about I can't speak to what David um, partners with, I'm sure he probably does partner with a supplement company, um, maybe protein powder, but you know, supplements, I don't, they don't feel like, like cheating to me. Like, um, 
a lot of them are naturally occurring in the human body and sometimes you if you can't get enough through through foods if you don't have enough time to make like like a perfect meal with completely balanced macronutrients like it just it just helps out a lot like um for instance, I was vegetarian for like 10 years. I saw that. So I was like, no way this guy was vegetarian. Powder. It, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't easy to be a vegetarian and, and, you know, be trying to build muscle and working out all the time. So protein powder was a necessity uh, and creatine as well. Like creatine, you get creatine by eating red meats and I wasn't eating red meats. So I, I actually had to, to supplement. Um, so I don't know. I think for a lot of people it, it's uh, really helpful and, and um, helps you achieve results that you wouldn't if you didn't have those supplements. So, yeah. you know, I'm all for it, I guess. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair enough. What influenced the decade-long vegetarian run you went on? Yeah, it started, so I think it started March 2014. Um, so I was in grade six or something, um, and I was doing a, a Heritage Fair project on Brian Adams, the Canadian musician. He wrote Summer of 69 and stuff like that. And, and he's vegan and he's a, he's an advocate for PETA, like the, um, the wildlife protection, um, sort of brand. And, and I was on their website and I saw this video, um, of a cow, like a live cow hanging from the roof, getting like beaten with bricks. And so I was like, I was like, I don't know, I, maybe I can go without meat. Um, so that just sort of disgusted me and I was like, I don't need meat. Um, so I just stopped like the next day. Um, and then my brother actually, the day after that also became vegetarian he claims it wasn't because of me okay he says it's for other reasons but yeah. i'm pretty sure it was but uh, older you know. or younger no he's younger he's uh, two years younger yeah. yeah yeah same thing i got it two years younger younger brother too yeah yeah but uh but so it was for that but now you're back now yeah you're back a on couple it. months ago i i just realized like i i basically on on the value chart of like what do i value most i valued getting enough protein so i could build muscle um and it was just so hard being a vegetarian and and having to eat all these like plant-based meats and have a bunch of protein powder all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just made the switch and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's good. Like I like the taste of meat and stuff and it, it provides more protein than, than most vegetarian or vegan supplements. Um, so yeah, so it's been good so far. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was talking about it the other day with my girlfriend about how she, she's not like vegetarian, but she's like trying to explain to me that, you know, they're not all skinny, pasty losers, yeah, which is basically, sure. no, fair enough. Which, which is what I, I kind of, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just that when I look at the two sides of the argument, I'm sure there's a huge argument for being vegetarian and vegan. Like there's documentaries, people do work. There's, there's actually reasons why it would make sense to be vegetarian. Sure. Yeah. Um, but something that I do, like, I guess kind of a pre-assessment of any argument that's being, you know, had. Mm -hmm. What side has the achievements, accolades, life that I want to have sure, versus, yeah. you know, the other side? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, at least in 2024, there aren't many vegans, vegetarians that, well, now are like you who are cranking it out in the gym, you know, <laughs> yeah. getting work done yeah. and all this type of stuff. No, that, yeah, that's fair. Um, it's definitely a different lifestyle. And it's it's a lot harder to usually people who are vegetarian they don't care about building muscle they're not big into fitness so um they can be vegetarian they can afford to be vegetarian and not you know always hit their protein targets so um i don't know for those people it makes sense but uh for a lot of people i don't it just makes life a lot harder especially if you're a, you know a student and you're always studying and you don't have a bunch of time to meal prep and stuff like that yeah so then as you said you had to compare the values what do you value more yeah 
is it just that or do you still think that like like every time I have a steak, a cow's going to get beat up with bricks or have you now changed no, like that? I haven't, view? I haven't actually eaten red meat um, since it's just oh, okay. been, it's just been chicken so chicken. far. I'm just, chicken and tuna. Um, so I haven't, I don't love red meat for a bunch of reasons, but also like ethical reasons and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I try to stay away from that, um, stick to mostly chicken. So I don't need to deal with that, um, that issue yet. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So let's, Rewind back. We talked about, you know, vegan to now you're, or vegetarian, sorry. Now you're not vegetarian anymore. Tell me more about your transformation. Because obviously this is what your page is all about. I can tell when I see a guy who was one person before something happened to him and now he's become yeah. a different beast. Uh, yeah. Um, so Not to hype you up too I've much, always, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like I was really skinny um, for most of my life, like in the high school and stuff like that, I was a, ru a runner, like cross country runner. So, you know, that helped. Um, I wasn't really doing any weight training, um, just a bunch of running. And so I was really skinny, but I, I never loved like the way I looked, um, a little insecure. Like I, I didn't like being skinny and I wanted to, to change that basically, um, for a bunch of reasons. But I think mostly because I just wanted to be more confident yeah, like in my in myself and the way I looked so then uh, like in grade 10 I just started going to the gym uh, good life fitness after school like every day I take the bus there work out take the bus home um, and I, I really had no idea what I was doing uh, at the start or for the first like year or two because um, I was like pretty young and you know everyone else in the gym is is more experienced and like there's a bunch of like grown men there and it's just like me um, you know benching like 20 pound dumbbells um, so, but, but then over time, like I came to, to enjoy it and to love like the process and the, the progress that I was seeing. Um, and I started, you know, progressing, lifting heavier weights, and then you feel like you're, you're accomplishing something and, and then you see your, your body start to change and then you get this confidence and then you just want to keep, keep replicating the things you did to get that confidence. And sort of, it was a, it was like a snowball effect. Um, and then at one point I was just, I, I guess during the going to where I started longevity penguin, it was during the pandemic, like in March, right after schools closed and things like that. And I was just trying to figure out ways to, to keep exercising with all the gyms closed. Like me and my dad were trying to figure that out. So we, we set up like a home gym and like made a makeshift ping pong table and stuff like that. And we just, we started a blog about like what we were doing to, to stay active during this time when no like gyms were open. Um, and so, so it really morphed from that over time into, into like more motivational quotes because motivational quotes, like I'm always, um, thinking about ways to, to think about life that motivate me and, and I think can motivate other people. So I just started posting those and, and making like TikToks. Um, I'd find like a motivational audio and then I'd film myself like getting ready for the gym and in the gym. A um, little bit cringy, uh, probably still is a little bit cringy, but I, I didn't care too much. Uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to show people what I was doing and to to share like a motivational message with them. Um, and then I just I just did that for like two years, and then um, I guess in the last fall, so I was in second year, start of second year. Um, I started doing push-ups in, in like the backfield campus and, and recording myself. Then I, I'd find like a, an audio and then sync them together and I've put quotes on the screen. And then th those started blowing up. You like got the soldier's tower in the background. Yeah, the soldier's tower. And I started getting like millions of views from that. 
and then my following just just blew up um it was sort of shocking because it, it had taken like so long to to start seeing really any real results so it was then once the followers started coming in then creating content um and like showing people what i was doing came up became a lot easier um, because people seemed to be enjoying it and like were were telling me how much it motivated them and that that was really um that really kept me going and really inspired me um and uh made me feel good because at the end of the day like all i wanted to do was to inspire someone else who maybe didn't know what to do or wasn't feeling motivated to basically get off the couch and go to the gym or just try to better themselves like in any way yeah yeah that's awesome and i'm gonna once again i'll say thank you as well because the first time when you came on to when i first came across your page i watched some of those clips i don't know who the guy is in the background audio saying like screaming it's a scottish guy yeah screaming. no that guy his, his name's he calls himself demon dean demon dean he's this okay. crazy guy like yeah. yeah but he's no he, he motivated me and like yeah he's just a really intense guy and i think that intensity combined with like the the put push-ups i was doing motivated people and yeah i don't know resonated with people clearly I, i'm telling you i woke up one morning ready to go to the gym and that voice was stuck in my head i was like what did he say he's like don't you dare go to bed on empty promise or something like yeah, that yeah crazy a bunch of different videos so yeah. this stuff is also res resonating with me mm -hmm. there's a boom i feel in this time of a lot of people that are trying to do what you're doing mm -hmm. and there's things that separate the successful from the unsuccessful. I think that a huge part of it is being authentic and having people can kind of sense that you mean what you say and mm -hmm. it's not empty words and that you've experienced life events that yeah. have yeah. shaped these thoughts in your own mind. You're yeah. not just recycling Andrew mm -hmm. Tate, Dave Goggins, all no, these types of no. guys. No. Yeah. It was, I see a bunch of those pages, um, just reposting other people's words and, and ideas. And, you know, some of them do really well. And I, you know, I've definitely thought about that. I'm like, maybe if I post some, some like known figure saying something motivational, maybe it'll do better. But then I just think like anyone can do that. Not everyone can, not everyone has the experiences I have. No one does. And, um, and has the ideas and thinks about life the way that I do and, and, and motivates myself the way that I do. So, uh, I definitely thought about it, but at the end of the day, it's just, it just means nothing to me if I'm just reposting someone else's ideas and words, like the real meaning, um, comes from, from being original and providing original insights, um, from my own life to people, as opposed to just recycling, I don't know, other people's ideas. Yeah. Do you ever get imposter syndrome? Oh yeah. Cause you got... 50, you got about 50 times the following this podcast has, and I have imposter syndrome sitting here sometimes. <laughs> no, I, I definitely do. It's a constant um, mental battle, basically, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. because um, you, you, you have some success and, and you post these things, but then at the same time, you're thinking, okay, like, why should anyone care about this? Or like, who, why am I so special? Who am I to be telling people what to do or uh, how to live or or like what to do in the gym, especially yeah, yeah. because a lot of my following is like older guys than me. Like I'm only 20 yeah, um, yeah. and most of my following is like 25 to 34, I think. So it's, it's always a challenge. Like, um, but you basically need to be irrationally confident. Um, like that's one of my main slogans and, and things I have for a longevity penguin, um, irrationally driven. Like you can't think too logically about it. You can't think, Oh, do I have all these qualifications? Um, have I done 
all these steps? Do I have these certifications? Um, do I have all this practice speaking to people? Because if you get into that mindset, like you'll never, you'll be just paralyzed and you won't, you won't ever actually take action or, or continuously put out content. Um, so yep. sort of suspending that for me has been, has been really helpful and um, just keep going. Like there's two options to me. One is stop and not, and not create content, and not try to motivate people. And the other is, is to do that. And so the, the options clear to me when I think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rationally driven, thoughtfully motivated. Yeah, that's longevity penguins. So go follow. We'll talk more about it. This isn't the end of the the topic for sure. Um, something I wanted to ask you about was it's sometimes the most random clips that blow up. Because when I'm watching your clips, I'm kind of viewing it as like a creator of stuff myself. Like a lot of people will watch and be like, yeah, motivated. I get that from the clips, but I also see he had to set up the tripod here and put on this angle and he had to record it like this. So when you take those videos at Soldier's Tower, yeah, those seem like they take less effort than the ones I see of you like getting ready for the gym yeah. in the morning. Cause you had for to sure. do however many angles, mm -hmm. but the Soldier's Towers one's gonna perform a thousand times better. Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. You really have no idea. <laughs> like you can put in all, I like all the effort in, in editing and trying to tell a story cinematically, which is yeah. what I've, I've been trying to get into because um, it's just in, more interesting to me than, you know, setting up one one angle and, and just one shot. Yeah. But, uh, you know, oftentimes the, the ones with the least effort and, you know, just the simplest do the best. But then at the same time, you don't just want to put out that one type of content because it doesn't it doesn't like inspire me as much as something more cinematic like yeah. um that i've been doing recently with my sort of getting ready for the gym and then working out and, and having like those different camera angles and trying to tell a story more um but yeah i think uh, a mix of both of those is critical and you just you just hope that um some do well basically because there's a different intent i think when you post a video like the one at soldier's tower that's to you know bring people in reach that's the one you want to blow up but if it's only that like you're not going to convert it to anything i think it's yeah. with the cinematics and with the storytelling that you're going to get out of those one million people that see it you're going to get like 500 who buy the shaker ball yeah or something, you know what exactly I mean? with actually catering to the the followers and not the random people who've never seen it before yeah no i i agree it's it's the whole idea of like top of funnel middle of funnel and bottle of um, bottom of funnel it's yeah. like the top of funnel is those those videos that can go viral and then the middle of funnel is like okay once people like what's going to make people um really connect with you and relate with you and and sometimes that's not the push-up videos all the time something sometimes it's like a talking video or something yeah. which is a little less like in your in your face and you know yelling um so yeah it's it's definitely like you need to make strategic decisions about the type of content that you post and and try to get a good mix of, of both really yeah how have you changed not even on a business level at this point let's talk personally as jack mason not as longevity penguin mm -hmm. how have you evolved from i guess when you started the page or you know yeah back during covid to now like not just with the instagram and not just with the TikToks yeah, sure. and everything just like life what yeah. is what has life taught I, you up to this point i think that through through this process of of creating um this page and being consistent it it it's taught me so much like mostly about consistency and 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 how to do something again and again and again if in the moment you're not going to receive immediate you know satisfaction or immediate feedback in a positive way from it um it's it's really 
I'm trying to develop this mental toughness, um, as I think a, a bunch of people are, where it doesn't matter what the problem or you're facing or the circumstances you're in, like, you, your mindset is, okay, like, I'll figure it out, and I'll get through this, and I'll just keep going, because, like, you can't, you can't lose if you don't quit, so, like, like to me, it's just That's been true. building this That's mindset true. of, I don't care how I'm feeling, most of these videos I make at, like, 11 p.m., I'm like, I'm tired, I want to go to bed, but it's like, all right, like, let's just do it again. Like we did it yesterday. Let's just do it again. Or same in the gym. Like, like what's the point of doing all this work for years leading up to now going to the gym consistently if I'm going to qu like stop now, like yeah. that just makes no sense. So I think, um, an important thing is building up that resume of, of actually doing the things that, that are hard when you don't necessarily feel like it. So that in those moments where you don't feel like it again, you just look back and say like, I've done all this up to this point. Like yeah. if I can do it again and again and again, I can do it again today. Like yeah. that sort of mindset. I agree. I completely agree. For me, when it was starting in the gym, I, I, the first challenge I set out for myself was in September of 2022. Mm -hmm. I said for the month of September, I'm going to do 20 pushups a day plus the day of the month. Very low bar. Yeah. Okay. Very low bar. So 21 on the first, then 22 yeah. on the second, so on. Um, and then obviously once you reach October, it's like, well, I can't start doing, I can't go back to 21. Mm. I have to change. I have to do something exactly. else. Yeah. So once again, it was pushups, started going to the gym more and we'll take a quick break for the camera and yeah. jump back in. <laughs> yeah. Quick break back at it. I was talking about how you got started with the pushups. And for me, the first sign of success was because I wasn't out of shape. Like yeah. I don't have a story where I can say I lost a bunch of weight. I was I'd say I was decently thin, skinny. Like I didn't have a lot of muscle, but I played hockey my whole life. Yeah. So I wasn't like out of shape technically. But the first sign for me was looking in the mirror. I'd never had a pex in my life. Mm -hmm. I never had the little shadow. <laughs> and I was like, these guys have shadows. I don't have shit. It's <laughs> flat as a table. Yeah. And the first sign was when I looked in the mirror. I was like, wait a minute. I lifted up my uh, tit a little bit and yeah. just let it fall. I was like, that's insane. So that was like... A, a huge kind of revelation for me and, and now as you're saying confidence kind of builds on top of it uh, on top of itself yeah so the next time you come against a roadblock it's like well how did i get from flat chests not flat chest i can do it with this i can do it whether it's with school or with a new thing in the gym you want to accomplish um so that's that's pretty cool yeah like definitely for school as well like first first year um was really tough for me because i I, and I, I had huge imposter syndrome um, because I felt like, oh, everyone else here is smarter than me. Like, especially in uh, one of my courses, Eco 101, uh, that was like really tough. Yeah. And I was like, almost dropped out. I was like, I, I can't cut it. There's no way I'll be able to do this. And then I, I figured it out. And then, you know, once once you get through like the hardest, the hardest year, the hardest course, and when you're encountering something new, like now in third year, like. I'm like, okay, well, I've done something way harder in first year and, and I've figured that out and I've figured everything out, um, all the other courses, like up to this point. So this, this isn't that hard. Yeah. So I don't know that just, um, aside from fitness, like in, in life and, and education, like that concept also carries over. But, I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. There's a balance when it comes to motivation with emotion and logic. So I read Patrick, but David's most recent book. And he talks a lot about this balance. It's like, if you're all logic, you're going to lose. If you're all emotion, you're going to lose mm -hmm. because the logical person doesn't have the drive to keep going. The emotional person doesn't have the 
wherewithal and just the organization skills that the logical person has mm -hmm. to kind of stand the, the course. Um, but I wanted to ask you because you're the longevity penguin guy, as I saw someone notice <laughs> yeah, you at the gym. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You're the motivational figure here. I want to know who do you think is a more dangerous competitor? If you had to come up against an enemy, do you think that they would be a stronger, I guess, opponent if they have an emotional backing to them? So mm. let's say someone, you know, let them down or they were doubted by someone or they were kind of betrayed? Yeah. Or do you think it should be the guy with none of that but is still at the same level? So for me, I can say I have emotional backing to the things that I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Like the, I have motivation from just things, people in life that have kind of turned the other way around. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. No, I, I definitely know. So um, for the other guy, though, he's at the same level. If there's a guy who has the same pecs and can lift <laughs> as much as you in the gym and you ask him, so what happened to you? Like who, who betrayed you? And he's like, no, no. What do you mean? Betrayal? What? He, but he's still uh, at that level without yeah. any of the emotion. I feel like I needed the emotion to get there. Yeah. That's, that's a good question for me. Like I definitely, I've had both and you need both. Um, it's sort of a cop out, but like the re one of the reasons I started working out in the gym was, you know, you get broken up with, it's like a common story. Um, and then, you know, as I progressed, you get broken up with again and you just get extra motivation. Yeah. And then that's the know, best pre-workout. <laughs> it, it is like now that I'm, it's sort of funny now that I'm in like a good relationship, it's, it's actually almost harder to make yourself like, you, cause you don't have that motivation from someone like doubting you or breaking up with you. Yeah. So you have to, you have to manufacture that. But I think, I don't know. I think you need to have both. I think for me now, for me now, it's mostly just discipline. Um, and I guess that would sort of lead into logic because I have a goal and I'm not going to let anything stop me from achieving that goal. Um, so I don't really, I don't really need to rely on motivation, um, or like emotions as much anymore, yeah. but definitely when I was, um, I don't know, earlier on in my journey and, and not as, um, disciplined and confident, like I would, I would look for these, these little edges and I would. I, ha I have this notebook where I write down the names of people who I, I think doubted me or like let me down in some sort of way. And I used to like look at that before my gym session. It was, it's a little bit weird, but it, it like, it's what got me to go extra hard because I was, I was going to go, you know, anyways, but at a certain point, if you want that extra edge and you know, you want to be pushing yourself to the limit, it's hard to do that if you're not emotional in some capacity, if you, if you're just like, Oh, like I'll just go to the gym. Cause I have this goal. Um, it's way easier to be like, if, if something, if something bad happened to you and you want to prove someone wrong, it's way, it's way easier to work out extra hard. If you're thinking about that. Um, and, and you have that in the back of your mind, cause you're like, I'm going to prove someone wrong. I'm going to, and, and through proving someone wrong, it's like, I'm going to be better than I've ever been before. Mm. And because that's the best way to, to prove people wrong and to show those people who doubted you, like you, you messed up basically. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you saying, but once again, I'll push back on you because the, the traditional kind of, um, rough start that people think about is kind of like being brought up through poverty. I feel like I've learned so much through just like what it means to kind of have a bad hand because you have an opportunity to kind of prove people wrong. Yeah. That's what it is being born into a bad situation. 
So I've gotten to like the point where I now think that poverty is the good hand. I'm like, yeah, these guys are born with the drive. If you're born into millions, how is that guy supposed to manufacture anything? So obviously not millions in this case, but most people aren't born into very harsh circumstances. That's why the middle class is the yeah, biggest fair class. Yeah. So how do like, that's the thing is I think that your page helps people because they don't have any source of motivation to pull from naturally. They don't have a rough upbringing. They don't have these experiences. And of course, like you said, a lot of people go through heart, uh, heartbreak and breakups and these things. Um, but my point, like you said, it was easier if you have emotional reason, but I'm saying that this guy has no emotional reason, but he can still do what you can do. But so, show me that guy. Like, I don't know if I've ever met a guy you know, like that. I, I don't think I have either. Because there's always, <laughs> you, if you if you ask people questions and you start asking them more questions and you really get, like, if you get a little personal, like, they'll always have a story about why they started and why they why they do what they do. So, yeah, it, uh, yeah like, sure, the guy who who's like, oh, I just do it. You know, there was nothing bad that happened to me. Like my life's been great, but I just, I just want to be like better in every way. That would be, I guess, ideal in a way because you don't need to have to go through like the hard times to get to that point. But I don't know. I think everyone has a story um, and a reason why they do what they do. Um, and some people show that more than others, but I think everyone does have something like that. Yeah, that's fair. That brings me to this other book, and I'm sure that. I didn't even know it was a book at first, but I've heard that the three components of what make the most successful people in at least Western culture are um, a superiority complex, a feeling of insufficiency, mm -hmm. and impulse control. Yeah. So the, the obvious part to most people, at least, is the impulse control. If you are scrolling on TikTok all the time and not doing work, then you're not going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. But the other two are kind of opposite superiority yeah. complex thinking that you're better than other people but then insecurity thinking that you're not enough so yeah no yeah i i feel i feel i feel both of those at different time they sort of flip-flop yeah um i definitely feel yeah like in, in a lot of ways i think one of the reasons i i started or, or keep going is because i don't feel like i'm enough the way i am right i want to become a different person and a better person because if i felt like i was i was totally confident and comfortable in who I was, then I guess what, what's the point in, yeah. in trying to like break yourself down to build yourself up. So, uh, I think everyone who, or a lot of people who, who are trying to get better, like no one feels sufficient. They, they're trying to get better because they don't feel, um, like they're enough in a way. Um, but then in terms of a, a superiority complex, I think I feel that way just speaking, I, I can't speak to other people, but I feel that way after like a really good session in the gym. So you feel proud of yourself and you feel like I, I oftentimes think about like think about how many people today just did didn't do anything hard and just were lazy and took the easy route. Um, and then if I compare that to my day, if I, you know, if I just lo locked in all day, I studied, woke up early, hit the gym, got in my protein, then I'm like, you have to feel better about yourself if, you, if you're comparing yourself to other people who just aren't doing that and are putting in the work. So I, I can definitely see where you need a little bit of both um, at different times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the gym's the perfect kind of environment for that because, yeah. yes, you get out of bed. You're like, I could have slept in today, but mm -hmm. I didn't. I went and worked out. But at mm -hmm. the same time, when you're at the gym, there's 30 other dudes at the gym at the yeah. same time. And there's always someone who lifts more than you. Yeah. Your entire life does not matter if you're C-bum, there's going to be someone who's lifting more than you in the gym at all times. That's just how it has to work. Yeah, just just has to. But 
you just you need to get into the mindset of of comparing yourself to yourself like everyone says that like just focus on yourself um because that's really all that matters and it's helpful if you track like if you track your progress then it's way easier to yeah. look back and say oh like i used to lift this much and now i lift this much maybe i am actually making progress because if you go every day it's it's really hard over a long period of time to see any real progress because it's very very incremental yeah so um, a key a key there is just just tracking. You don't need to track like every set, every rep. Just you know, every once in a while, say, okay, this is my this is how much I'm lifting. Like this is how much I'm benching. Like I I got two reps of two fifteen, and then a month later, you're like, oh, now I can hit six reps. Like I may not look any different. Like I may not really feel any different. But there's there's real progress there. And then and then once you see the progress, you're not you're not really as focused as on other people. Um, if you feel like okay, I, I'm like, I'm building something here. Like, why would I be like looking at someone else or thinking, oh, I wonder what they're doing. It's like, I'm focused on, on building. I've already built this much so far, so I can clearly, I can clearly do it. So let's just keep it going. Yeah. Um, but no, it's definitely hard um, to not, if you see someone lifting more than you, you're like, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, no. for sure. Like, <laughs> I wish I was, I wish I was like at that point and I wish, I wish I was him in a way. Like, I wish I lifted that much weight or I, I I wish I looked like that or, or whatever. Um, but no, you just got to focus on yourself and track, track your progress. Do you think there's anything to be said about external competitors? So I agree, track it against yourself, but there's also the risk that you put yourself in kind of this bubble, this tunnel vision where mm -hmm. like the kid, the, the four-year-old who's building blocks and make, makes a tower five blocks high. And he's like, it was better than yesterday when I only could build it four. Then you see construction companies they built the cn tower so this kid didn't do shit. <laughs> so i'm saying i i weaponize both i back i go back and forth yes sure. i need to do better than i did yesterday but also on the grand scheme of the world how am i being compared like maybe i think this is good but it's actually shit. so do you think that like there is anything to be said about that because this is not just about the gym too this is with so for guys i think a gym is a good example for girls a lot of girls try to compare themselves to chicks on Instagram, yeah. which is harmful for them. Yeah. For me, if I see someone on Instagram who I'm like, Shit, I want to be like them. That's the motivation. That's not, that's not like feeling like hurt in a way. That's just like, I need to reach this level, not in an envious way, but in a motivational way. No, that's fair. Like I just, I don't, I don't have that. Like I don't look at someone and be like, Oh, I like on, online, maybe in the gym. Like if I see someone, I'm like, okay, like that, that's really cool. But if I see some picture online, like I don't, that doesn't really motivate me at all. I'm, uh, I'm sure it does for some people. Um, but no, I, I just wouldn't focus on that. Like I wouldn't, uh, like if it works for you, that's great. And I'm sure it works for some people, but it's a very thin line between using someone or looking online to see other people um, as, as motivation and then being like envious and feeling bad about yourself and then thinking, okay, why, like, why even try in the first place if this person's so much further ahead of me? So it's, it's a tough line to walk. So if you, if you can get like motivation from it without feeling like really bad about yourself and it being destructive, then, then that's great. But I would just be careful about, about like spending too much time focusing on other people. That's fair. It's completely fair. Speaking of other people, I'm going to compare not to compare you. I want to ask you more about people that are in your space, particularly the people at the very top. Yeah. So who are big names who are like, give me three to five big names that you either yourself listen to, to help you become motivated or that you just think, 
are dominating that space right now? Yeah. I just want to know what you think about it and then I'll ask you a follow-up. That's a good question. Um, there's this, I listen to a bunch of different podcasts on mostly sports and, and then self-improvement. Um, I listen to this, this guy called Eddie, Eddie Pinero who has this, this podcast and it's like this, it's basically just motivational speeches, um, every day. And he actually follows longevity penguin. He's the first blue check mark to, to follow. There you go. And it was crazy because I was listening to his podcast and then he followed me like the, the next day. And I was like, what? Like, Oh, so you were, you were a follower of his before yeah. you even, Oh, okay. Yeah, I and see. Then he just happened to follow me. But so I don't know. I, lo- I love his work. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm gonna pull up my phone to just. I have a bunch of different podcasts yeah. that that I I love. Um, I'm not sure if they're they're really they're not really huge names, but you know, like Chris Williamson, um, he has this podcast, obviously, and you yeah. see him a lot on on social media. Um, there's this guy Lewis Howes who who hosts this podcast, The School of Greatness, and he just brings on like people at the top of their field and in in psychology and fitness and athletics and sports and just talks to them about like what makes them tick um i don't know i I i find it really inspirational when i when i can hear from people like at the top and who especially like in in a in a field that i want to get into like i want to if i want to get into marketing like hearing from industry experts and professionals who actually do the thing that i want to do or if it's you know people who like professional trainers or professional athletes that I like aspire to, to be like in some way. Um, those, those really motivate me, but, but it's not just, it's not just like those public figures. It's, it's also like friends of mine. Like I, my friend, uh, King Huang, who I featured on LP is this massive jacked. He's on the U of T football team. He's this, um, and he, I don't know, we, we, we work out together, we collab, but he also has this great advice. He's like a visionary. He just, he like he just stands there and he and he talks about you know these these principles and and how to be like a better man and the ideal man and you know people literally like congregate around him in the gym like <laughs> it's like people just want to learn from him and it, it uh, it's really it's really helped me um, some of the things he says so it, it it doesn't need to be like these these popular figures or these people that everyone knows it can just be someone you know just someone who you really connect with and. Um, in this case, he's a really jacked guy who you want to listen to on workout advice as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like try to find try to find people who who bring something to you and who who t- who tell stories that you wouldn't otherwise hear, and 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 resonate with you. And I've I've been trying to find that this year more and more. Like through King, I met other people, but finding like a few key people who you can listen to and who you relate to and who who motivate you, um, no matter like if they have a wikipedia page like i i don't know i think that's that's important and uh something i try to do that's good yeah and you're a rotman student third yeah. year rotman student they emphasize networking a lot mm-hmm. the difference between i think what you're talking about is that in rotman a lot of the networking is for you know to climb up in your career mm-hmm. yeah i don't think they talk much about networking just to develop yourself as a person yeah how what's the difference there because it's different when you're trying to go source, you know, colleagues and work partners than it is to just like trying to find friends. So yeah. like, what have you done? Like you said this year, you've been focusing on it more kind of expanding your network of, you know, people who, you know, people who know you, mm-hmm. what, what's your advice? <sighs> yeah. I just, 
for me, it's like one or the other. It's, I haven't found a person who is like, like more of a mentor for a career and then also just for like life. Like I, a lot of my networking is for longevity penguin and whether that's in like through videography, like I'm looking to get into videography and, and using that page, leveraging that page to reach out to potential clients. Um, smart or, or if that's just like just talking to people I meet in classes and trying to connect with people like I, for me, I'm, I'm very entrepreneurial, like solopreneur. I, I think of myself as so for me, networking in a professional sense, like it's not, I don't want to be a banker or, you know, some very corporate person. I want to do my own thing. Yep. So Rotman really emphasizes the traditional networking with industry professionals. Yeah. Uh, in in whatever finance eco um accounting and stuff and that's that's all well and good and it's i'm sure it helps a lot a lot of people but for me it's the the most important networking i can do is is just to it's just to better my overall self not necessarily my 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 skills or my my connections within specific industries it's more of like an overall holistic approach to like let me hear this message and and if I hear a message I relate to, then I can apply that wisdom to every area of my life, including in my job, my profession, as well as in Longevity Penguin, as well as in my, my personal relationships. Um, so I, I don't know. I can't speak to, a, I can't speak very well to the professional networking side of things because I, I think I just do networking a little differently and more, I don't know, not necessarily aligned with what Rotman uh, I don't know, calls or, or promotes in terms of networking. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, you have started a new page, brand yeah. new, yeah, brand new personal yeah. brand. Mm -hmm. Why, why expand from longevity penguin? It seems like similar content. It's, I think of it as like the softer side of longevity penguin where it's, it's more, I feel like more comfortable speaking about whatever I want to and not necessarily posting videos of, some other guy like screaming motivational stuff <laughs> yeah. or like intense workouts and stuff yeah. like it's more things that i think about day to day and uh, i just think that's i think the people who follow longevity penguin are expecting a certain type of thing and a certain type of content and are motivated by a certain type of thing and so i understand that that thing doesn't necessarily align with me like all of the things that i'm interested in so i, I wanted to start a personal brand to just be more to give myself more freedom to talk about what I want and to share messages that maybe aren't as intense as I as I would on Longevity Penguin and um, I don't know I feel like I'll be able to connect with people who do follow my my personal page will connect with me more than people who follow this brand that yeah. is Longevity Penguin. I hear it. Yeah, I think it's important because when I think of like influencers I've purchased from, what has made them different from people I just watch mm -hmm. because I think that's really how you can tell if you have a dedicated following is obviously if they're willing to give you your, their hard earned money. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that they all have in common is because I, every person I've bought from, it hasn't been a lot, maybe like three, four names max out of those people. I am comfortable with them having my money. If I put it that Fair way, enough. Yeah. you know what I mean? It's not like, when you go to McDonald's, you don't know like the CEO of mm -hmm. uh, like maybe people who are deep into like business, like know the CEO's philosophy and everything. But like <laughs> when you buy a phone from Telus or you buy an Android, I don't know the CEO of 
Samsung is. But anyways, you don't know these people. You like the product, so you mm-hmm. buy the product. But when it comes to these influencer people, their shirt isn't different than the shirt I can get at Walmart. It's because it's them. It's because yeah. I like them and they've done enough for me that I want to support their brand. So yeah. for entrepreneurs in general, do you think that like with social media, it's getting to a point where you have to have a presence or do you think that you, you can avoid that side of it? Um, I think, I think some like as an entrepreneur, you can, you can just have like a brand, like a faceless brand. Um, that's not like a personal brand and do well. I think it's, I think it could be harder, especially if you're trying to share messages like I am that are very, Hmm. very deeply personal to me as opposed to just very broad messages. Like I know there's a bunch of obviously clothing companies and things like that, that you don't know who's behind them, but people buy from them. So they're clearly, they figured out something. But, um, I think that in order to resonate like the most with people and and the audience resonating the most with, with your brand, it, it it has to be like a face. It has to be you talking to the camera. Um, not doesn't have to be all the time, but definitely a, a portion of the time so they can get to know you and hear your voice. And that just builds so much more trust than seeing some brand who there's no person. It's just like buy our stuff. If you yeah. see the, the actual guy who created everything or created a bunch of it talking to you and, and giving and bringing you the, the wisdom and the motivation and the advice, um, then when maybe he tries, he says, Oh, we're, we're launching t-shirts for, for the audience. We want you to have some awesome merch. Like here's the link. People be much more likely to click on the link and, and give them their money as you, as yeah. you said, than if it's some faceless, nameless brand. Um, but, but uh, both, both, both versions work. Like obviously most brands probably aren't, aren't like, there's not a specific face associated with So it's just whatever works for you. But for me, it's, it's all about connecting with the audience, um, face to face and just being present and, and really, I think owning my message, like when you're talking and looking straight into a camera, it's, it's, it's a little bit scary than if you're, you're just like someone else is talking. So it, it really puts you, I think it gives you a lot of credibility if you're, if you're doing that like that. Yeah. hundred percent. When it comes to networking, I was very and mm-hmm. working for a very long time. I still wouldn't consider myself a, you know, professional by any mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, but one thing that's helped me, and this is the only thing I can really think of in how I've improved, and it seems so obvious now, but you actually, if you want to network, need to give people a reason to want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not because yeah. before I was just walking through the world thinking that people were looking to give me favors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I had connections with pretty big names like I was on a phone call with a guy who works at TSN and I was like listen this is my work blah 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 it wasn't really any crazy work like there's people who are far better at Mm -hmm. sports kind of broadcasting or graphic design which is kind of what I was trying to get in on yeah and I just I just thought that you know I was still stuck in this traditional path of yeah do your work boost your resume blah 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 people will let you in it's far more competitive than that People are going to have to want to talk to you. It can't just be who is this random kid who's calling my cell phone. Yeah. So something when it's come to this is, is amazing because it's like, it's a platform that people are like, yeah, this is valuable. I want to try to come on here to talk about this or that or whatever. And whether it's 
a podcast podcast is the most kind of random example it can be anything it can be i mean money's a big part of it a lot of the times people listen to you if you have money because everyone wants money right mm, yeah but um anything you have to actually provide value by having people take time to listen to what you have to say yeah i it's it's definitely a mix you need to put yourself out there and and advocate for yourself but obviously just hone your hone your craft and 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 make people aware that you're that you can do that and that you you've done that and i think longevity penguin is a way for me to do that it's like yes i'm providing motivation and and insight to people but i'm also working on like i think about it like i'm working on my video editing and my scripting and my my talking now that i've started getting into this just getting my and and graphic design like i do everything so it's like it's getting my skills better at everything so if you can find a way to to mix your your passion with skills that other people might find useful then i think that's that's yeah. key and finding a, a way to combine those two then you're sort of you're at, you're getting a win-win and then yeah. hopefully you can leverage that and say here's what i've done um here's here are the skills that i have um maybe i can help help you with with something but while at the same time actually being interested in the thing that you were working on and not just thinking of it as like oh i need to get better at this certain skill so someone will employ me um but you you feel more you feel more passionate about it and then as a byproduct you develop these skills and then if you 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 negotiate and you advocate for yourself then hopefully someone wants to i guess pay you for those skills yeah. eventually yeah yeah 100% and they say there's three aspects to a prosperous career you want to call it work life mm-hmm. prosperous work life it's do something that you love do something that you're good at and do something that makes money. Mm-hmm. If you have those three, then yeah. you'll have a peak career. Not even just about career satisfaction, like actual success. Mm-hmm. You will beat the guy who's missing one of those three. So if you have something that you're good at, sorry, if you have something that you love and something that makes money, but you're not good at, that's kind of more just like a dream. <laughs> yeah. So like for me, an NHL player would mm-hmm. be something that I love, something that makes money, but I can't be in the NHL. Yeah. I'm not that good. If you have something that you love and something that you're good at, that's just, that's a hobby. That's a passion. If it doesn't yeah. make money, you can't be doing that for a career. And then if you have something that makes money, something that you're good at, but you don't love it, well, then that's kind of where everyone is at. That's yeah. like 80% of the country. It's just, for me, it's it's been about now converting this this passion um, that I'm, I'm pretty good at and I, I like to do into something that, that's monetized and that someone will pay me for. So I, I don't know. De- going from like hobby to to having the, the aspect where you'll be paid for it is, is a huge huge jump and yeah. it's something that I'm, I've been focused on, but no, you definitely need those three aspects. Um, cause, cause with just two, like it's, yeah, you, you want the success that you would, if you have all three and you're passionate about what you're doing and you're actually getting paid for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think is the importance of staying on the course? So like there's a lot of people who will kind of bunny hop industries. They'll try one thing, not really give it hundred percent, think it's too hard, quit, try this thing. And I have that. I have to kind of keep that under control for myself mm-hmm. because I started this. This is awesome, but even at I think we're at like episode forty-four is when this is going to come yeah. out. Even now, I always have things like I want to start another podcast talking about this. I want to no. do a business on the side. I want to no, like so many things. I, I don't know. I think it's the same way. I always I always have these ideas for new ventures. Yeah. Because um, you know you do something for a long time, even if there's some success, you're like oh. You want the new, you're chasing the new thing and the thing that it could work out. And if you, especially, I have some, some entrepreneurial friends and we're like, we're bouncing ideas off each other of, of things to start. And it's yeah. like, okay, but we have our own things. 
Um, so no, no, that's a big, it's exciting. Like it's, it's all, it's this, it's like, it, Oh, there's this thing over here that I could do and it, it could be new and it could be successful. But then if I do that, then I'm neglecting, I'll pro well, you know, not necessarily, but I'll likely be neglecting this other thing that I have already going for me. Um, so you don't want to sacrifice, you want to, don't want to sacrifice the thing you already have for the thing that's unknown. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's always a challenge for me because I have a bunch of ideas and yeah. things I want to do. And, um, especially if you have people who you, you want to partner with, like it's, it's very tempting to, to want to just say, Oh, let's just try this. Let's, let's go all in on this, Yeah, yeah, yeah. which you never know. Um, but it could work out, but it might not. Um, I just think of it as like grade five manhunt. If you're chasing two dudes and they're going different directions, yeah. you can't chase both. No. You have to, you're going to catch up yeah. if you try to do So that's a good example. But in terms of partnerships, I know yeah. you have, um, I saw lift the city supplements, yeah. which is, is I'm just I'm yeah, like assuming that's, that's what you do, what you take. Yeah. yeah. I, I get all my supplements, um, from lift the city. They're great, really cool guys that own it. Um, like the main contact already, he, uh, he knows, he knows all about the biomechanics and every ingredient in the supplements will tell you what this does, what this, like, what is best for you. Um, really cool guys. So I, yeah, I get all my supplements from them and I'm a, I'm a, an, an LTC athlete, lift the city uh, supplements athlete, as well as my, my friend King, I, I connected King. So now King is as well. And there you go. So yeah, we have, we have codes like my code. If, if you're looking for supplements, uh, it's LP for 10% off supplements, really good stuff. Um, but yeah, that was just an example of me reaching out to, to them. I, I had no idea really. I just knew they were a supplement company and I'd ordered from them once before. And I was like, Hey, I'm a Toronto based, you know, video creator and an athlete. I would love to, um, work with your brand in some capacity. And then they're like, Oh, just, yeah, come on in. Let's, let's talk about it. And so, so I, I look back and I think that like, that was a key moment where making the decision to put myself out there and just to reach out and then to, to go there and, and talk and, you know, put myself out of my comfort zone really had, had a great impact and is still benefiting me to today. And it's got me yeah. these, these really cool connections with, with people. So, but yeah, I am a strong believer in the quote, fortune favors the bold. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're on your deathbed, if you lived a life where you thought every time I made the brave decision, you're going to be satisfied. I think that if that, no matter where it led you, maybe it led you down a great path, a bad path, a path you weren't expecting. I think that as a general rule, always doing the courageous or the scary or the bold, basically, mm -hmm. um, move is the best way to go. So I've, I've had examples where obviously it's going to work. Sometimes it's going to fail. Sometimes that's why yeah, it's bold because exactly. when it, when it fails, it feels like, shit. yeah, but when it works out now you're in a better position. Yeah. And I think that those failures you said at the start, which is completely true. You can't fail if you don't quit. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a one time thing. There's repeated occasions for you to make better and better decisions. Yeah. So I think that's, that's huge. Uh, an example for me was first year. I applied to be the captain of Victoria college hockey. Mm hmm probably didn't deserve to be the captain. I'm going to go all out and say I probably didn't deserve to be the captain. Um, but I, they chose me out of five people. They chose me. And then I was like, holy shit, no way. This is the first time I've ever tried kind of, like you said, putting myself out mm -hmm. there and, and doing something that maybe I didn't really qualify for hundred percent. So then the week, 
uh, two weeks after I tried again, asked out the prettiest girl on campus. That flopped. That yeah, didn't work. Fair enough. But once again, you make the bold decision. Yeah. So. No, and also it's like you get used to it. The more you put yourself out there, each rejection hurts less um, in terms of whatever you're doing, in terms yeah. of applying for things, in terms of talking to girls or whatever. Like at a certain point, you've, you've done enough of it and it's like, okay, if, if they say no, like that's okay. Like doesn't, I'm, I'm in the same spot I was before I, I, I asked to put myself out there. But so like the, the, the worst case scenario is like, I'm still at, let's just say zero, but the best case scenario is like, oh, something could happen. I could be at a one. And so there's really no downside if you think about it like that. Um, I don't know. A lot, a lot of people don't do things because they're scared of what other people will say or think, um, or that they won't be successful. But, but then those are the people that like, you're not going to go anywhere. If, if that's your mindset, you may have some, some minimal success, but you're not going to maximize your, your life and your potential yeah. and your opportunities. If you just, you know, take the safe route. So I, you know, putting yourself out there and, and taking chances, even if you're not a hundred percent qualified for them, like, like just do it. And, uh, and it, it could turn out good. It, it could turn out like nothing happens and that's okay. Just do it. You might have to ask Nike for permission yeah. on that one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so almost out of time. We no, I think we got a little bit. I'm going to ask you some more questions mm -hmm. when it comes to self-development, which is your focus. Yeah. Everyone's idea of self-development is different. So I see you self-development, longevity, penguins, screaming guys in soldier's tower. But then I also see like, a uh, mother of three saying self-development is kind of just like making sure that she takes care of her uh, face wash every day or make sure that, you know, her kids have lunch packed. Like yeah. self-development is different for everybody. Do you think that it always has to be like this intense go, go, go? Cause this is how we see it. But other people might see self-development as just kind of more self-care and making sure that they can leave a, happy peaceful life yeah i think of it as both honestly um for me the the key the key areas of, of of my life that i'm focusing on is one building my physique two building my brand and three building my my mindset so that i always think about it like i always think about it like eventually down the line i want to have a family and i want to be the best man the best father the best husband that i can be for yep. my kids and my wife yep. um and so that's that's the overarching sort of umbrella and so within that then there's there's fitness there's you know money being able to provide and things like that so in in one area more so fitness it's like intensity and hard work and and like i don't know testosterone sort of thing but then on the other end it's learning how to communicate better in my relationship learning what my like how to make my girlfriend feel better if she's down how i can uplift her how i can be like a better son and 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 you know like just just be better in my interpersonal relationships and that's that's very soft and slow and it's not intense it's you need to reflect you need to basically just look at what's worked and what what hasn't and and you know everyone's different like you need to learn how to most effectively communicate with with each individual person uh, person the same thing isn't going to work for everyone you meet or every relationship you're in um i don't know so so that's it for me i obviously everyone's different and everyone has different priorities but i think there's it's it's good to have a little bit of the intensity and a little bit of the 
the softer um, side where you're, it's more internal um, processes in the mindset and uh, uh, cultivating um, like a, str a strong, um, uh, I'm not sure what the right word is, but just to just become a strong person internally and, and be able to be someone that people around you lean on. Yeah. And not just the guy who motivates all the time and who lifts weight in the gym. I know what you're saying. And perfection, you'll never reach perfection, but perfection should always be the goal, in my yeah. opinion. That's how I see it. Strive for perfection, even though you know it's a dead end, you're never going to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I agree. Some areas, though, it's it's tough to use the word perfection. Like, if it's interpersonal relationships, you can you can never be perfect. And it's just hard to it's hard to be perfect because you don't know what perfection is, yeah. um, right? And everything's always changing. But if you can, if you can learn to to deal with the setbacks and to deal with each situation, I guess in a in a calm manner and and in a collected way, then it doesn't matter what's thrown at you, and it doesn't matter how bad the situation is. Like you'll you'll figure it out to the best of your ability. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it's um, it'll be the best that you can in that situation. Yeah. So. Last subject we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. You have clear goals, I can tell. And you have a vision, I would say, for what yeah. you want your life to look like, whether it be in fitness or otherwise. Um, how do you decipher between like things that you can change and adapt versus your kind of non-negotiables, this is what I have to do? When it comes specifically to interpersonal relationships. So Jeff Bezos always says, at Amazon, we're always at day one. It's always day one at Amazon. We are not gonna be any of these dinosaurs, old heads missing out on mm -hmm. new trends, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we will not compromise these values. So yeah. I think that's a huge thing, at least something that I've been trying to figure out is like what can be uncompromisable versus what can I adapt depending on who I meet in my life? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good question. It's a hard question. For me, in terms of interpersonal relationships, you just, I've had to go through several relationships to figure out what I, what I value the most and what are the non-negotiables. And, you know, along the way you learn things that people do that you're like, okay, like I cannot be in a long-term relationship with someone that does this or treats me this way or doesn't value this, etc. So just, it, it comes with experience and it, it's hard to really, put your finger on exactly the the individual values that you're like, okay, I won't negotiate on this. I'll, I'll negotiate on this a little bit. Like I'll compromise on this a little bit. But for me, I guess in general, it's just um, the, the people around me, I, I need to feel like they they respect themselves enough to to be working to better themselves and 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 not be they're like like comfortable with with where they are. And like, I can't be around lazy people at all. I can't I can't be friends or like really interact a lot with people who I feel are bringing me down and have this negative energy. And that's the same in, you know, in, in like dating relationships, that sort of thing. Can those people still be good intention though? That's, yeah. That's yeah, a struggle. But, but at the end of the day, like I'm not responsible for their intentions, no matter what their intentions are to them, the way that I perceive them, it, it, my, my, how I perceive their intentions trumps their actual intentions yep. to yeah. me in a way. Yeah. Um, but so. that's fair enough to say with a relationship. But when it, let's say it comes to family, I'm not speaking about my family. I love my family. My family's awesome. When it comes to like, for example, a relationship that you've been kind of blessed with blood to be connected enough, to. Yeah. And you can't like just say, fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, how do you manage that? Yeah. That, no, that's a good point. I was thinking more 
like friends and, and things like that that yeah, you can yeah, yeah. sort of choose who's in and out of your circle but for family obviously it's a little different um yeah it's tough <laughs> no it's 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 impossibly tough um depends like it depends where they are if you live in the same city as them like you might not might not have to see them all the time like yeah. if if it's just occasionally then like that's okay like you'll suck it up you'll you'll deal with them you might love them at the same time but not you know agree with them on a bunch of things so that's one of those situations where you need to you just need to like you need to suck it up and just say okay this is how they are if maybe you've tried to encourage them to be a different way or think a different way or or push themselves a little bit more and they're not receptive to that that's okay um at least you tried yeah um I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a good question. That's, I'm I'm probably not qualified to answer that. To be honest, that's fair. That's fair. No, I just bring it up because you have this like, I will always get better mindset. Mm -hmm. But then that can, when it comes to relationships, can be like, are how do you settle for less than perfect? Like for example, when it comes to a partner, because if you think yeah. that one day you're going to be at a level where you can attract what is in your eyes your dream girl, sure, that's going to damage the real life relationships you have because everyone comes with flaws. Yeah, I don't, the way I think about it, I think about it like the person who I'm with right now, like, is actually, has all the qualities I'm looking for. Like, and that's true with my current girlfriend. Like, I, I see her as a long-term, like, very long-term partner. I'm not, I don't, I'm not thinking, oh, like, if I can just better myself, then I'll find someone better because there is no one better to me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and part of that comes from them being there for you when you're down like there's you can't you can't create it if, if, if you at you're at the top and then people want you it's like okay fair enough but but it's those people that stuck with you when you were down and yep. were sad and were depressed and weren't the most successful guy and yep. were trying to figure things out those people are the most important and, and that's the sort of value that you can't replicate um with with anyone else really i agree i agree and there's this weird like I've had a problem where since a lot of my, I feel most proud through my successes. So when I work at something really hard, I set a goal that's difficult and actually achieve it. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like proud of myself. Mm -hmm. But then once again, because you think of yourself that way, it feels weird when let's say your girlfriend who loves you for you, she's not looking <laughs> for like yeah. these, she doesn't want to, like you to make a million dollars for you to love her like this she just loves you as a person mm -hmm. so when you make this achievement she's like i, I mean i still loved you either way yeah. it's weird it's like i thought you i thought it was supposed to be more now yeah it's it's definitely interesting but it's it's good like it's better than the alternative where it's like it's like they start liking you more when you when you're achieving these these external results um yeah no it's just it's good to have someone to celebrate those those things with um and just know that even if you hadn't really achieved them, like they wouldn't, things wouldn't have really changed with you as long as you were, you know, trying to be a good partner. Um, so no, no, I agree. That's an interesting, interesting point. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with the people? I'll give you a little plug. You can plug yourself, but <laughs> go ahead. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. So if you're looking to get more motivated and more inspired, follow longevity penguin on on instagram and tiktok just all one word longevity penguin where'd the um, name come from sorry not to tell you yeah that. no like i um i was trying to find a website domain that wasn't taken and i wanted <laughs> i wanted longevity in it so i was just throwing words at the end of longevity yeah. a bunch of different shit, 
seeing what domains were taken and then penguin was open and i was like hey that's not sort of sounds cool my dad's like i don't know I'm not sure about that one <laughs> yeah but i was like it sort of sounds cool and it works with the black and white aesthetic of, yeah. of the page and stuff like that but um okay so sorry i continued to mean no, cut you off. no i don't know um yeah so also if you're as i mentioned earlier if you're looking for supplements like liftthecitysupplements.com is, is actually the best place to get them in Toronto. Really reasonable prices and really great guys if you go into the store um, and talk to them. Very knowledgeable and they'll they'll set you up based on your goals with the products that, that will best suit you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Keep Stay thoughtfully motivated and, and irrationally driven at the end of the day. And uh, I appreciate it, uh, Carter, for having me on here. It's been a great conversation. I've never done anything like this where I've I've talked about, I don't know, my philosophies and my mindset and, and things like that. So it's been, uh, it's been really great. That's awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. Everybody, that's Jack Mason at Longevity Penguin. Go check out the page. Motivational quotes, reels, all sorts of things. He's got two free ebooks on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, wallpapers, everything. Go check it out. There's a bunch of stuff. Um, thank you for coming on. That's VOV Podcast. Like the interview. Episode 44, I think. I'm not too sure. And we will see you next Sunday. Follow on Instagram at Voices of Vic. Peace out.